0: What's up everybody? Welcome to HGH, Homegrown Hustler. We talk to homegrown
1: entrepreneurs and find out their story and what keeps them grinding every day. Can you give us a little intro on about kind of how you got into Larson Waste and your your story leading up to where you're at today?
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh so um, You know, born and raised, graduated here in Snowflake, kind of been here my whole life. Um, after I graduated, went to college for a little bit, decided to uh, go serve as a missionary for two years. So went and did that, came back, uh, got married, and then bounced around a lot. I spent, it was like two, three years doing door-to-door sales. So it's like in Hawaii, Iowa, Texas, just kind of going all over the place doing that. And, uh, you know, my dad, I grew up, my dad had, uh, had Larson Ways to have this business and like five other businesses too. He's kind of a, you know, closet serial entrepreneur. (laughs) Um, but, uh, you know, he likes to disguise himself as like just, just a redneck, but, but the man knows his business anyway. So, uh, he had, uh, him and my mom, they wanted to go out and serve as missionaries, um, as a married couple. And, you know, financially, the business had gotten to a position where they could do that. And uh, he actually had a really good operation, a solid operation here and uh, some really good managers and everything, but had talked to me about, you know, wondering if I would come back just to kind of babysit or oversee, not really like run the company or anything, but uh, to make sure like, what his managers were telling him was right kind of just be his eyes and ears you know what i mean i was gonna do like sales and stuff like that day to day and uh you know when he got back i was gonna bounce move on with my life and uh whatever anyway uh like it it had to have been like seriously maybe a couple weeks before he took off he he was just like uh we were went for a drive i can't remember but we were in his truck and he's like hey you know i want you to uh I want you to run this company while I'm gone. I need I need you to be vice president, you know. i thought about it, prayed about it a lot, and that's the only way I feel comfortable. Wow. So um, I was actually like, you know, kind of cocky, like, oh, I can do whatever, you know. I, I think that might come with a couple of years of selling door-to-door. You're kind of around that, which is good and bad from that. So I was like, cool, Yeah. And so, you know, kind of had a six-month uh, thing of, you know, a crap show, of <laughs> me trying to figure it out, but little by little learned and uh, really fell in love with it, um, fell in love with business, um, I was super concerned, like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, I'd played around with school a little bit, it wasn't really for me, I thought maybe I want to go be a professional, like an architect or engineer or even a lawyer or something, but nothing really fit right, and... Uh, you know, six months, maybe eight months in running the company, I was like, Holy cow, I love business. Like this is like what men play. Like like boys play football and then and then when men grow up they, they play business and, and so fell in love with it and so yeah, I'm here learning and uh growing a ton still but uh
1: you know, just going after it. Dude, that's that's pretty awesome to have that kind of experience be kind of thrown into something what was what was one of the hardest things you experienced as you were thrown into the kind of the refiner's fire a little bit yeah (laughs) um i think my experience is a lot different than a lot of guys because uh
0: you hear hear about startups or like entrepreneurs like a a huge thing is usually like finances you know like they're starting their company barely scraping by i got to get these sales like i came into like a profitable like good running company like there was a lot of changes that need to be made, um, especially because of the growth we were experiencing and everything. But my main challenge was like, okay, like I'm going straight to like CEO status, CEO status, like I've got managers under me that manage a bunch of people. And even sometimes, even in some situations, there's managers under my managers, and so it was like a, a complete different dynamic. And now that, that's what was like, I'd say the, the biggest challenge was the kickback and the change of when I came in to make change to that. It wasn't like starting new. It was, uh, you know, changing something that had been the same uh, for so long. So old habits, things like that. And, and a lot of that experience is super valuable and we kept, but some of it was old bad habits that needed to be updated. So it was fighting the change was the biggest challenge for me when I, uh, when I came on, but... Not, not to get too winded, but as I'm saying that, that's a lie. Um, <laughs> that's a lie. My biggest challenge was I didn't know what, what I needed to do. I had no idea. Like, there's not a playbook. And I think I think that is the same for every entrepreneur. I don't think yeah. it's not like uh, you show up and it's like, you know, you work for someone, they show you up, They you show up, they give you tasks, and you can be awesome at those tasks and be an awesome employee. The real, like, stuff that, like, no one knows is is like to show up and not know what you need to do but figure it out um, yeah so
1: kind of like what we're doing with this podcast <laughs> trying to just figure it out i know because it seems like a lot of times you being the head honcho you could just come up in your office and sit and the company's running what do you you know it oh, do- takes a lot of effort to find things to, to better it versus saying we can leave it or we can better it. And it takes a lot of effort to find those things that are going to better it. Especially, sounds like your dad is pretty on top of stuff. And to find ways to better what he was doing to be quite a chore. So,
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, and it was uh, just, I mean, dude, there, there was time. A lot of time wasted of, you know, it's not like I came in first day and was on fire. Like, I, I probably had six months worth of just wasted time, you know. Not out of one to waste, but just because I didn't know what to do. It, it, it takes time sometimes, uh, I think, uh, you know, time. And, and there was a, a few expensive mistakes and things like that. But, you know, I think it's all it's all worked out so far, and I think it will keep working out.
1: Sure. Um, so as you, as you got started on this, what was – how did you find – I mean, because for me, I feel like I'd be very nervous coming in, stepping in, knowing that my dad is – ultimately going to be back in 18 months or so and probably going to want to kind of have his seat back on and taking over the company how did you find the direction you were willing to take this and not feeling like you were stepping on toes but also feeling like you know what we can do better and it's my job to do better how did you first get the courage to do that and then how did you find what it was that you wanted to do um It was a long, or maybe not a long
0: process, because honestly, I haven't been doing it this long, you know, in the overall scheme of things, but it was, uh, like, a step-by-step process. So, like, when I was finally, like, okay, like, there's some things I can do to improve, Um, you know, for for all the good my dad did, I think, like, the ultimate vision of, like, where he wanted to take the company, to be honest, it, it was already, like, bigger than he had, like, ever imagined it would be. You know, because no he kind of felt like you know I'm just just a small town boy. You know, like holy cow, like I'm so so blessed to have what I have, which is great, and his gratitude's like through the roof, which is you know something that's uh, you know we obviously all need more of. Um, but as I uh, you know. Sat and, and thought of where this could be, and it took it took a bunch of different stages. Some of it was kind of like, you know, copying for a little bit, like, you know, ideals of, oh, yeah, someday I want to have this, and it'd be like this, and it, it wasn't, like, real me, you know. It was just saying those things that kind of sounded good to me I thought would sound good to others. And then, uh, you know, over time it just developed, and uh, you know, I kind of started to realize... Um, Really a a vision of what it all could be and what I could take it to. And uh, I think the biggest change of getting to that point was realizing that uh, I was the one to do that, that there was no one else like no one else was going to do that. Like my dad wasn't going to come back and do it. Um, I wasn't going to bring on some partner that's going to hold my hand like it was like hey that's there if you want to go do it you know and it's not like I'm there but
1: kind of gave me something that I'm chasing sure that's that's pretty there's a lot to knowing what's next and do you ever feel like you had said something like your dad said it's a this company's gotten bigger than he even thought it was. You, there's something on the mountain that I feel like we get into a an old-time, old-fashioned vision of uh, small town and everything. is. It seems very small and, and like you're – I don't know. How did you – how how are you built? – I'm having a hard time phrasing this question. I'm not 100% sure how I had asked the question, but I feel like here on the, in the White Mountains, we're very – we feel like it's a it's a different place to do business. It's hard to do business. It's hard. How are you trying to get over that where, hey, business is business, whether you're in the White Mountains or whether you're down in the Phoenix area? yeah that's uh that would be like one of the challenges like that i i talked about before
0: that was saying was my biggest but that was definitely one of the biggest because i can't tell you how much i hear heard and still hear i don't necessarily hear it from my managers on the ground here because they know how i'll uh how i'll react <laughs> to it but all the time like business on the mountains, is different and the trash industry is different and, uh, dude, it's only different if you decide it's different, to be honest. Like these, these huge companies that have made it, like they they do great here and they do great everywhere. Yeah. That's because they do good business and it's really just an excuse. It's, it's a reason not to do. And if you just go do and don't even freaking worry about that, then, uh, it really blows that out of the water and that that's really what it took with uh with my team so i you know i'd sit down with my management team and oh hey how about this idea what about this and you know there was always that. oh it's always been this way and that's because the trash industry is different and it's different doing business on the mountain and you know i could argue 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 but what changed is when i was like you know what screw this watch me go do I'd go do it myself it'd work out well and they're like holy crap you know what this is like you know there's no reason to act like a mom pa unless we want to be a mom pa which if you want to be a mom and pa and like that's what you want like I don't think there's any problems with that like there's some super cool mom pa's that do like a million a year the the owner can take like seventy five thousand dollars a year and like that's totally cool if, if you want that, but if you're really trying to grow a business, this mountain's not going to stop you because it's like different than the rest of the world. Yeah,
1: Garrett, what's the difference
0: between a mom and pop and a big business? Uh, I think there's a, there's a lot of things. I think vision is one of the big ones. Um, which is kind of a kind of a funny statement because I think some huge companies actually lose their vision. But I think uh, someone that's growing to be a big business or someone that's going to stay on paw, I think vision's a huge one. And I think if you've got that vision, then all the like technical things, because you'd have like business plans, um, like processes, things like that, that uh, make everything more efficient and repeatable. Uh, if you don't have that vision, like there's no reason to set those up in any way. So it's like, you know, doesn't matter. So I'd say like the vision is the, is the biggest difference.
1: I like that. <clears throat> yeah. Cause I kind of think of like the difference between a mom and pop and that's the kind of person that the business is going to work great until they either sell it to somebody else or, or whatever, because they've kind of become the business. Whereas I feel like big business sets up the systems and sets up the, the things that really anybody can run it and I <clears throat> that's a that's a cool thing that sounds like you're setting up with Larson Ways is the the big business side of stuff yeah uh, ho- hoping hoping I am and I, I think the magic comes where you can kind of figure
0: out to do something in between you know what I mean sure because like I think a business without like that a face I don't know if that's the best way to put it but like without the soul behind it like it can do good and like there's plenty of businesses out there that that way but like when it is someone that's passionate about it and and it doesn't necessarily have to be that you're passionate about trash like (laughs) I i don't really care about trash to be honest with you but i'm passionate about business i'm passionate about winning i'm passionate about my team that works here so like the passion comes with it and i think uh I think that makes like I think that's the sweet spot when you can put in these systems and act as a big business acts so you can always treat your customers how they should or you know perform how you should. So you can have the you know, whether you're a goods or a service, so you have the goods. You're actually like good at whatever you do yeah. you need those processes to do that and then uh, find the sweet spot where you're still the soul behind it I think is uh, that that's what I'm chasing
1: that's awesome I, there needs to be a good and I like that it's not because you get I don't know there's like you can look back and see the big businesses and it kind of seems like it's just this corporate guys that are running it and there's not a lot of face behind it but it, that then there's the difference between having the guy that has built this business and cares so much about and almost as grateful for his customers his employees and all that stuff yeah i'll I'll take a second give you
0: an example rag on one of my competitors i was i was up meeting with the guy that uh has been with waste management for like 10 years he's got like five dumpsters anyway so he's, he's a decent sized customer um for waste management and he gave me a call and he's like oh i can finally get out my contract like he'd come up here and meet with me and uh just the way that like waste management has jacked him around jacked around with his bill this that and the other like it's so apparent that they just like have totally forgot about him and his experience and 100 percent, it's like where do we need our margins to be like get our margins to where they need to be and that's it nothing else matters and so like you know if that's you know waste management makes a lot of money so like good on them for that but like i think that's a huge difference i'd way rather have a company that like people feel good about than like just getting this money you know what i mean sure
1: garrett i don't know how much longer you have or whatever but i did have one other question for you it asked about as we talked about the difference between a mom and a pop and a big business you talked about um business plans um how do you create a business plan and what what exactly is a business plan to you uh, um, I, I hope I can articulate this because uh, you know I spent a lot of time thinking about
0: this there's there's the business plan that's like what your bank wants to see when you're going to get a loan which, which is good and you need that and then uh, you know I think there's the business plan that's part of your vision um, and we talked about this before so I hope I can articulate it again because um, it really is something that's i don't know to to get to it it's 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 almost a spiritual process like that sounds so like fruity but you really have to like spend some time thinking and like digging and and they'll change and move but uh how how the process worked for me uh, when it started going is i is i've got this vision of how how i want my my life to be um uh, someday what I want my day to look like What I want to do Who I want to be around What I want my time to be spent doing The emotions that I have The feelings, you know, accomplishment Things like that that I want to have And so that's like the the big dream out there Of what's it going to take to get to that um, And then there's a lot of just like Things that build up to that. Um, You know, one of the things I mentioned last time we talked, like I said, I'm probably going to butcher it, not articulating as well as I did the first time because it never happens as good the second time. But but even down to like uh, the employees experience, what do I want the whole business to look like? you know, do I come in and it's a happy place to work? Are my employees happy? Are my customers happy? Is my family happy? And so what what's it going to take to get to that point? You know? And so like a lot of business plans, when you think of that, it's like, this is how we're going to get to this profitability, this, that, and the other. That's obviously wrapped into that because no one's happy if I can't write their paychecks. And I'm not coming in skipping if I don't know how I'm going to pay pay my mortgage. So there's money tied to it, but um it's like the money is almost a side thing because I'm gonna get to that vision. And then I just work backwards from that. So it's like, okay, you know, that vision, it'll take, you know, a lot of money or whatever it might be, it'll take this to be able to provide that for my employees. Like, like someday I wanna be able to have, you know, I just had my quarterly meeting at Evas. It was it was cool, you know, we all got together. 50 of us got together. I gave away a 55-inch screen TV, you know, when I asked questions. I gave 20 bucks to people that answered. Like, it was cool, but I want to be able to do so much more for them and their families, too. Like, I want the experience to just be incredible, um, and I want the company that they work for to be incredible, and that's going to take a lot to get there. <laughs> So I just start working backwards from that. So like, okay, that's going to take you know, we're going to have to be a hundred million dollar company with with twenty five percent profitability to be able to do that. So where are we at right now? Okay, boom, we're here. Okay, here's here's my two points. Now let's create the map that goes there. I think one thing that people do wrong though is they they try to create like a, a straight map. Like it's not like, okay, here's the road to, from here to Phoenix. Like it's it's never going to be like that. It could take a hundred different different roads but i can bring it back and say okay here's point point a here's point b or however you'd label that here's where i'm at here's where i'm going and like first step is right here okay like you know i'm here first step has got to be 25 million to get there what's gonna take 25 million how many customers okay how can i get those customers what's it look like if i go through and i do uh you know, if I just go acquire those customers as far as like I go out and I sell those customers and pick them up myself. Like, what's that look like? What's it look like if I go buy businesses with those customers? And uh, that's that's one of those things where I think it's uh you know, it's not urgent. Like, it's not like, oh, I've got to get this done by Tuesday or it's, or it's the end of the world. So, it's one of those things that just gets put off and put off and put off. But when you make it important, it's like, why am I doing anything Am I, I'm doing? And realize that that's what's going to put the why behind everything you're doing and change your attitude, your excitement, and everything else. Like, then it's like, holy crap, I do need to do this, like, first and foremost. Because once I have that in place, it'll be... Uh, be so much easier to, to go do the stuff that sucks you know what I mean sure
1: that's you know Garrett first time we talked about this um, and you started talking about your business plan and the vision of having more of an experience versus a a number sheet that was one thing that I always was I was very impressed with it I was I always thought of a business plan as the numbers side of it when reality a real business plan is the lifestyle and how you get to that lifestyle and i i really i don't know that's kind of a cool way to think of it <laughs> well
0: i i just think that'll get you like there's so much more because like you want to write on a piece of paper i'm gonna make you know i'm gonna get to where i can take two million dollars a year out of my company like it's a big ass company if you can do that <laughs> like that's cool but like that fake number that you maybe just wrote down somewhere doesn't mean much but right. when you can sit down and, like, imagine, picture how you feel, how your wife will feel, how your kids will feel, how your employees are going to feel, and, like, what you can actually do with that, uh, for me personally, that's, that's way more motivating than, like, I want to get this number, you know. And then the number is just kind of this fun-like side project that hopefully it comes. And from my experience, you know, and don't get me wrong, I totally understand that right now if you're not winning in business, like, you freaking suck because… Things are going well. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So, like, if, if you're just, if you're like going out of business right now, like, you're, you're not very good. <laughs> like, uh, which is cool, you know, learn and, and get back up again, whatever. But, uh, so I get that. But from my experience, my experience so far, just my excitement, you know, when I am just trying to get a number for, I don't really know why, that's when, when it's tough to get up. That's when I'm looking forward to weekends. But, uh, you know, I sent out a tweet on Sunday. I was just so jacked up for Monday morning. I was like, well, it's got to get here. I've got I've got to get in work. I am excited to get out there. Like, day of rest is great, but I got, I got to get back into it. And, uh, you know, for me, the vision is what changed that. It's, uh, you know, money's cool. Don't, don't get me wrong. I want to make a bunch of money, but it's not going to get me excited about anything. It's going to be the... Uh, the possibilities of what I can do with that.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's that's pretty that's pretty powerful. I think one of the things that I think turns a lot of people off of business is the is well, I I don't know how to phrase this the best way. I think that we get business people kind of have a negative um, people have a negative outlook on businessmen due to I think their drive for money and it's all about money and money and money and that's all that matters when in reality money is almost just a means to an end means to a lifestyle that you're looking for and and I think that's pretty cool that you're building your business plan around lifestyle not just I want to be a millionaire I want to be this it's not a it's a a little bit more you kind of talked about the spiritual side of stuff already and it's a little bit turns it into more of a spiritual and a self development I want to be successful as a person and and a lot of times that shows in your bank account but ultimately what really matters is not what's in your bank account it's how you're developing as a person and the cool thing is is in order to make a ton of money you have to become that kind of person that can make it and i don't know i just think it's cool that that's how you're building your business it's not to go reach a dollar amount it's to go reach uh a lifestyle or a, a a knowledge amount, more than a, a dollar amount. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, I
0: couldn't couldn't agree more, and I like I like how you articulated that because uh, you know I think with our generation, the millennials, it's it's kind of funny because you watch all these businesses now, and it's like. You know, oh, we're in business to, uh, to go save the rainforest, this, that, and the other, boo to do. And I think like maybe one out of 10 that are say, saying crap like that, like legitimately care. Yeah. And the, and the rest is like, oh, I've got to say this thing because like the businessman and chasing money is like got such a bad connotation. But I think you articulated that perfectly that it's like, you know, money's not a bad thing. Like you can do so much good with money. Um, and like, I, I want to have it. Um, yeah. But what I really want is to be, you know, someone that I could lose a business, start over, and not blink an eye. That's not what scares me. That's not what, you know, I, I can operate. Um, I guess I can play on offense all the time instead of always on defense because I know who I am and what I can do. Um, that's really like a, a, that. That's my vision to become that. And, and off of that, I, I think it'll just build an awesome life. So, so that's,
1: that's what I'm chasing and trying to build my business around. That's pretty cool. Garrett, one final question for you: How would you define success? Well, I, I think success
0: is uh being happy with yourself um yeah I think I think it's being happy with yourself I don't uh you know some guys can you know shovel holes all day and go to work super tired and that's they feel super happy and you know that's their success and that may be someone's success one year and not their success another year and and other people you know make a billion dollars in a year and don't feel successful so um it has to encapsulate everything in your life, and and I think it's just being happy with yourself. I think that's got to come through knowing what makes you happy first of all, and then uh,
1: filling your life with that. That's that's pretty powerful, and I think that I think that's awesome. That that's what's ultimately. <clears throat> There's a drive to do better, and there's always I think that if you're quitting to to learn, if you've stopped trying to learn, stop trying to better yourself, you're not happy, because I think that that's one of the things that make me the most happy, and I would I would agree with you that it's learning how to be happy in the situation you are, but still being able to push yourself to go become better every day. Dude, couldn't agree more. I, I appreciate you having me on, cause I, I learned a lot on this. Yeah, this has been kind of fun. Thanks a lot, Garrett. <laughs>